Welcome, welcome to Nuanced Insights and More with your host, JB Navari. This is a place where we have nuanced conversations and thin out conflicting ideas. Hi, and welcome back to yet another installment of nuanced insights and more with myself, JB Navari. I am quite excited and at this point, I'm also humbled that you are tuning in yet again for another installment of nuanced insights and more. At this point in time, we have just completed the conversation on confronting deficits and from the reviews and the feedback from that conversation from many different listeners, uh, it's telling that the conversation has had a positive contribution and positive effect on the work that people are doing in their lives, um, the self-reflective work, um, personality, cleanings, uh, character development. And, and I'm quite humbled by that, that the conversations that we're putting out on this platform are actively and actually contributing positively to the experiences of the listeners. And I'm quite excited and humbled that um, we are having these conversations here. And so if you've not caught that conversation probably this is your first interaction with the podcast really recommend that you just go a couple of episodes backwards and catch that conversation just a couple of episodes with some amazing guests i think you'll really enjoy the conversation and i, I hope that it continues to be of a positive effect and positive contribution um, to your world and to your life and to your environment and all of that so we are going for another conversation right and this episode is just for, it's just about that. We are moving ahead, um, going into other conversations. And I, I am really hoping that, again, it will be a combined conversation. It's not just going to be me, but it's going to be us all together. It's going to be me and you developing this conversation to what it ultimately um, is supposed to be. Um, this conversation that I'm then now having now, I'm going to tell a story that was the initial push for me to begin having this conversation with myself. Um, and I've continued to have it even to date. I continue to have that conversation because it has become part of my life. Um, so the next conversation, I've decided to theme it, navigating transitions. <laughs> navigating transitions i'm quite excited about this one navigating transitions and this episode is just to lay out um what is in my mind what am i thinking about what do i think about transitions just high level and the interesting guests that i'll be bringing onto the podcast um will delve deeper into different aspects that i think are crucial where we need to get transitions right um so just to tell the story so what happened is that um, by now, you probably know that I studied at VETS. I was there between 2014 and 2019. Uh, that's six years in total. And I was having my attempt at a four-year program, which took um, six years. But ultimately, it did it did finish. And soon after that, in 2020, I then began my um, working life or career life um, in, in Pretoria. So what happened is that just to paint the context so that you really understand um what transitions look like and what the transition looked like 
um, for me that sparked this conversation. So I was at Vets for six years, right? And thinking about it, I think I had four dominating themes around my life. Um, obviously, there was academics um, and there was uh, CAF, Christian Action Fellowship, which is uh, church, um, which falls under my spiritual life, but it was more than that. Um, then there was my relationship with um, my now wife, Olofaya. Um, it was a very integral part of my life, still is. And just my community, my friends, my family, um, those were the dominant themes around my life at that particular point in time. And, and quite honestly, the, the circumstances that uh, shaped those dem dominant areas in my life is that obviously for, for academics, it was lectures, tutorials, and studying and exams, basically. Um, then for Christian Action Fellowship, I was serving there, I was leading there, and I, I, I somewhat became very comfortable around the space knew the system, understood the system. I knew where to go to get what. I knew, knew who to talk to to get what. You know, I just knew my way around the system. The same with my academics. In as much as I was failing, I was quite comfortable around the space. I mean, School of Accounting, I was, it was our ground. Um, we knew what to do. Uh, we knew where to go, even when we failed. That's why when I think back, when I look back, um, I then see that, I was quite comfortable around the space and that is why probably when I then would repeat. Because when me, when I failed, I used to fail everything, all my courses, like I would fail all of them. And when I would repeat, I would pass all of them. Uh, I didn't write subs. <laughs> I would just pass outright. Um, it, it, it's telling of the fact that in as much as I was failing, I could quickly realize where I got it wrong. It was easy for me to understand where in the system am I not applying myself accurately and correctly? Because there was this great sense of comfort around the environment. Um, so with the CAF, as I've spoken about, um, with my relationship with uh, Ndubo, I mean, my relationship was good. My relationship was fine. My relationship was well. And probably that's why, um, by grace, we have gotten to a point where we were married. Uh, we never had any like seriously threatening um, issues where now I'm, I'm losing my mind. I don't know what to do because of this relationship. Um, it was quite stable the entire time. Um, never had a breakup, uh, <laughs> but this story will, will tell you. Um, yeah, never had, a, had, a, had breakups uh, until now getting married. And then lastly, my environment. Uh, I think by... 2014, I had already formed relationships and friends that are still in my life now and I still foresee us going and pushing ahead further. So those four dominant areas, there was quite, I had built a system or I had acclimatized to the system that make them work. Um, so there was somewhat mastery in those dominant areas. Um, there was somewhat comfort in those areas. There was rest in those areas. And I just felt things were under control in as much as uh, because the goal is not to control everything, but the goal is just to have things under control. And I felt things were pretty much under control. And then now I got a job in Pretoria. 
So I elected to move over to Pretoria to stay there because I was working there. And then now life has changed. Life is literally changing. I knew that, at least that I knew that, okay, my life is changing now. But I think the capturing the gravity of what the change meant and what the change looked like is something that only happened after. Um, but at that point, it was just all excitement, new job, uh, new life prospects and all of that. Quite excited. Moved over to Pretoria. And I'm starting off in the working environment. And and I think that's where things started happening, you know, um, but at a mild level. But I think what looking back, what was happening in my mind, the moving or the transition from an environment where there's mastery, there's comfort, there's rest into an environment where um, it's a new environment where I don't know much, like the working environment. I don't know how the working environment works. I don't know the right people in this working environment. I don't even know the people in this environment. I don't know the unwritten rules of the working environment. I don't. That time, I don't even know the written rules because <laughs> I'm just new, right, as, as an intern or as a trainee. I'm just new in this space. I, I There's just so many things that I don't know. And that switch for me, I think... That was the bedrock of just a sense of confusion and a sense of being lost, um, not knowing where to go, not knowing how to navigate stuff. And this to say that I never had um, anyone who was willing to assist, no. But I'm just saying, me personally, just looking at myself, there, there were just so many gaps that I didn't know what to do. Um, it's so painful not knowing. And it's even more painful not knowing that you don't know. Like there's these things that you don't know and you don't know that you don't know them. So you don't even put effort to be, to try at least know them. That was the space that I was in and I was quite uncomfortable, quite uncomfortable there. But I think then the big thing for me that then brought this conversation home is is when uh, Ndubo then started complaining that I was no longer giving a time, attention, um I no longer looked interested and all of that. And obviously she was suspecting that I've gotten someone who's now I'm giving, who's now receiving all my attention and all my care and all of that. And it was not so. And I also could not articulate to her what was going on. The more she raised these things, the more frustrated I became. Um, when I would try to tell her that I'm not okay, she would try to be a psychologist. And I did not want her to be my psychologist. Um, and that's just how messy messy the time is and then lockdown hit in South Africa gave me a breather but I think early lockdown I then this thing just persisted where I'm just lost um I just feel lost um I just feel confused I just feel unclear but the funny thing about this period is that there are also things that are going on quite well in my life um I'm happy that now I have a salary I'm happy now that this newly found free not necessarily newly found freedom, but I've come out of sort of like the school system, which is quite um, quite planned out as to how you 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 exist in that in that environment. Now I I have some autonomy to my time and all of that. It's it, there were things to celebrate, um, but at the same time, there's just work brewing on the background, which I just don't know how to how to deal with it. And one of 
the days during lockdown, she then calls me and she's crying and she's like, you know what, I can't take this anymore. Uh, ever since I started saying this thing, you've not changed. I've, I don't know how many times I've told you and you're just not changing. So I'm out. That was the mini breakup that we had. <laughs> and when she was like, I'm out, I was like, okay, yeah, go. It's fine. Um, and then we sleep and then we wake up. Then during the day, I'm like, I'm, I can't lose this woman. This woman, this one I can't lose. So then at night I call her. I don't even know what I was going to say when I call called her, but I just then we got on a call and I just mumbled my way, just mumbled my way uh, to a point where I even cried. <laughs> I cried, but I think I was just crying, just trying to tell her that I'm not okay, babes. Babes, I'm not, I'm not okay. And I really don't know what's the problem. And it's adding to the problem when you then threaten that you are leaving me in this mess. Um, I'm, I'm not fine and I'm not promising that I'm going to do all those things that I was doing then. But please, the only thing I need from you at this point in time, can I just know that you are here? Even though I might not be talking to you the two hours and three hours we used to talk every day, but can I just know that you are here, you are for me, and you want me to get this thing right? And she, she agreed to that. And then I went back to my ways. <laughs> My bad ways, of course. Uh, but then eventually I got it right. So it's that moment that then hit me to say, shucks, here's this lady that I love. Here's this lady that I'm convinced I want to build my life with, build a family with. I'm at the risk of losing this lady. I mean, at that night I was like, she was like, I was like, okay, go. And I really meant it, okay, go. I'm letting her go not because... I don't love her anymore, not because the idea of building a family with her assist to be attractive. No. All because I'm going through a transition and I don't know what to do with it. I'm losing out on a life partner that I have today, not because the comfort that she brings today in my life was no longer an attractive idea, but it's all because I'm just going through a transition and I'm just got me thinking how many of us do how many of us have lost out on meaningful relationships meaningful stuff not because they ceased to be important but just because we went through a transition that we did not know how to handle and from that moment on it just became part of my life that when i'm it's i i pick up when i'm going through a transition very easily. I, I pick it up very quickly and I quickly bring the necessary tools around me to make sure that in this moment of transition, I don't lose out on stuff that I don't need to lose out on. I, I don't lose the stuff that I'm not supposed to be losing uh, because that's the nature of transitions. I've been throwing this word around for some time. Let me let me try give it... Um, uh, try define it. So when I say when in my world when I say transition, I'm trying to paint a picture of a process or a period where something is changing its form, changing its level, changing its state, or changing its condition to another. Uh, that's that for me is a transition. Like just that that moment of change, that that pipeline where things are changing. Um, that's what I call a transition. It might be one area of your life that is changing. 
it does not necessarily mean that every other thing in your life has to change. But the nature of transition is that transitions have a tendency to exaggerate stuff where it's one area that is changing and then there's just this temptation to then change every other thing around your life. I mean, I've listened to a lot of financial talks where people are talking around when you get a promotion, um, resist the temptation to also then just, like a great promotion comes probably with more money. Resist the temptation of then, then also upping the standard of your living. And that's the nature of a transition, to say the money now, you are transitioning from a, from a lower role to a higher role, from a lower salary to a higher salary. That's a, that's a big thing. Money is a big thing. The temptation is that that, that must cut across <laughs> and you're just going to unnecessary commitments and expenses. All, those are pockets of transitions. And, 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 and I think it's necessary that at this point in our lives, we have a conversation around transition. And I can tell you, if you are listening to this episode, you have gone through a transition because here's the thing, embedded in life is just transitions. That's what I believe. I'm convinced about that. Embedded in life is just transitions. Embedded in nature is transitions. You look at a calendar year, we go through four different seasons and the changes, the changes that we go through, those are transitions. And usually uh, it's quite common that as we go through seasons, um, a lot of people tend to pick up sicknesses and the cause of the sickness is that your your body is adjusting to the new season. That's the nature of transitions. They're taxing. Transitions are taxing. Uh, time is just but a fragment of transitions. Uh, as time is moving, uh, when you look at the morning, um, it's, it's, it's that negotiation that is happening between the night and day. Uh, when you look at the night, that negotiation is back again where the light is giving up itself and just allowing darkness. That's transition embedded in nature is transition. Embedded in life is transition. Birth is transition. Death is transition. Growing up is transition. The whole cycle is just transition. So I don't think we afford yet another day of not having the necessary and adequate language and toolkit that is going to help us navigate transitions. Because I tell you what, most of us have made very damning decisions, not because we are dumb, but because we just failed to manage a transition. We didn't have the right toolkit. We didn't have the right mindset. We didn't have the right language to manage whatever transition that we went through. And some of us are battling with decisions that we made in transitions, that had we had a necessary toolkit, I tell you, we're not going to make those decisions. We're not going to make those decisions. Transitions can be very taxing. And here's the thing. Transitions are guaranteed, right? And, 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 and I think I heard this when I was listening to, to Miles Monroe when he teaches on change, saying that if there's one thing that is a constant and a guarantee in life, it's change. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. Change is coming. Um, so you better prepare for it because it's coming. Uh, hold on to you if the day of change comes and you're adequately not prepared for the change. It's, there's nothing as destructive as uncontrolled change because what uncontrolled change suggests, it suggests that whatever outcome will be after this transitory moment is not going to be 
as a result of your contribution and your thinking. So whatever world will come after the, the transitory moment, it's not going to be a world that was fashioned by you. So we are not sure whether you'll be able to live in it or not. So you, you cannot, we cannot afford to be passive participants in transitory moments. We need a toolkit that is going to place us ahead. It's what one of the things Albert Einstein says, that you cannot solve a problem at the same level at which it was created. So if you're going to solve the problem of transitions, you're going to need to heighten your imagination, you're going to need to heighten your thinking, and you need to sharpen your, your toolkit on how you deal with transitions. Because if you just stay dormant, a transition is going to deal with you and just going to mess you up big time. So I think this conversation is necessary to arm us and to give us the necessary language toolset, toolkit, headspace to, to be able to, to deal with transition. Here are a couple of thoughts that I think make the conversation on transitions nuanced. <laughs> this is nuanced insights and more. So I'm nuancing it. And, and, and there's a paradox to, to transition. There's a paradox to transition. I'm going to uh, follow suit a couple of ideas here. Follow through a couple of ideas. The paradox of transition is that probably the integral things that you need for you to go through a transition in a healthy manner are the very things that the transition is attempting to take away from you. That's the paradox of transitions. The very same things that you, you direly need to get through this transition without losing out are the, are the very things that the transition is out to get. For example, just let's just take a graphic um, image and just think of a moving vehicle, moving quickly. This is the thing. The more you accelerate, right, the transi transitional moment, like your movement, right? The more you accelerate, the more your need for focus, the more your need for clarity, and the more your need for stability. So the more you accelerate, the more you need these three things. But as you accelerate, these very three things are the three things that are diminishing. Your focus is diminishing because now things are moving quite quicker. But you need more focus, but your focus is decreasing. Your clarity. That's why you need to then increase your focus level so that you, you see clearly. Like, you avoid distractions. <laughs> it's that period where you, you even try to reduce the music so that your attention is heightened. And your stability. The faster you go in a car, the less stable, I mean, if you're driving an average car just, and just laws of physics, the less stable your car becomes because one mistake, oh, things can go really bad. And that's the paradox of transitions. Transitions demand focus. Trans transitions demand clarity. Transitions demand stability and balance. But that is the very same thing that the transition is trying to take away from you. Transitions are going to make things blurry. Transitions are going to make things tricky. <laughs> Transitions are just going to make things unclear. And, and, and it, it, it's, it's one of the symptoms that shows you that you are, you are in a transitional moment which you are not yet in control of. There's just an overall sense of confusion and, 
and, and lack of clarity. Transitions will get your convictions to be blurry all of a sudden, like the things that you've always believed. A transition can really cause you to question stuff and convictions are just blurry. Your convictions are, you are no longer clear about your, your convictions. And, and, and the dangerous part about it is that because transitions can also be a shift in ideologies, right? The, the thing that makes transitions difficult is that there are some legitimate and necessary transitions that we have to make and put away some ideological standpoints and pick up new ideological, ideological standpoints. But sometimes in transitory moments, we are letting off the right patterns of thought and we're putting on the wrong ones. And that's, 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 that's the danger of transitions. I, I, can't, I, I can't begin to imagine wrong moves that people have taken because of a transition. Like, look, obviously there are pockets of transition in, in one's life that can be heightened. For example, I've given the, 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 the move from varsity to the working environment. And I've seen that one hitting so many people. The transition from high school to university. I mean, dropout rates are higher in first year. And it's not because these people are dumb. Some of these people, the reason why they are there in, in the university system is because they qualified to be in that system. But the reason why they drop out, it's because that transition did not go right. I mean, I saw many relationships started in the first six months <laughs> when I was a first year by other first years and even in my varsity years, like first years coming in six months and then they're already in a relationship. <laughs> Guys, most of those things did not last. <laughs> most of those relationships just caught fire immediately and they, they just died down. Why? They were started in a transition. A transition is so tricky. A transition is so super tricky. The transition from being single to getting married. I mean, so many things happen there. The transition when our kids are coming into the family. It's a proper transition. Transitions that young professionals are going through, moving from being interns um, to be analysts and, and all of that, and whatever role you are taking, which is, is, is no longer junior, moving to middle management, moving to... Those are all patterns of pockets of transitions. And if we don't get them right, we tend to spoil the pleasant opportunities and the pleasant experiences that are waiting for us on the other side. If we don't manage transitions well, we rob ourselves of pleasant moments, pleasant experiences that are waiting for us on the other side of transition. So I, I can't imagine a world where we don't have a toolkit to navigate transitions. I can't imagine it. I think it's a dire need. I think it's a pressing need. Um, the paradox of, of transitions, and, and this is probably not so much of a good example to use, but just think about, I've heard a couple of stories where both the mother and the child are lost in the process of delivery. That, I mean, that's a proper transition. That's a proper transition where this human being now 
needs to move out from living in someone's body and they need to come to life. And, and everyone is eagerly waiting to experience this new life that has just entered our world. Well, they were alive in the stomach, but now they are entering where we can all interact with them. Everyone is eagerly anticipating to share this new life. But at that very moment of transition, the, the thing that is at risk the most is that very life that we're anticipating. Like death is imminent in that, in that scenario. And that's the, that's the danger and that's the paradox of transition to say that sometimes the very things that we're transitioning into, the opposite, the evil opposite of those things are the very things that the transition naturally is suggestive. I mean, the great psalmist um, in, the, in, in, in the widely known scripture, Psalms 23, one of the things he says there is that even though I work, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I mean, I mean, when he, when he says, I walk through, that walk through, that walk through introduces the concept of a transition. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death, what it's telling you is that it's, it's a moment of where death is looming, death is looming in the transitional moment. Transitional moments have death looming, death of many things. Some are necessary, some are not necessary. And it's, a, it's upon us to be able to, to single out and to thin out what needs to die and what needs to live. And I'm, I want to invite you to this conversation so that we develop a necessary toolkit, necessary toolkit that is going to arm you and I to be able to be able to navigate transitions well so that when we come out of transitions, we come out of transitions with gains. Because guess what? We are going to go through transitions. We are going through transitions. Life is going through like if our world today is in a major, major transition. Societal patterns are being challenged. Um, political models are being challenged. Economic models are being... It's just a big bowl of transitions. And I think we need a sharp toolkit. Please take this journey with me in this conversation as we continue to unpack transition. And I really hope you enjoy and I'm waiting for the next episode. And I also hope that you are waiting for it as well. For now, I'm out. We'll meet on the next episode. Hi, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Nuanced Insights and more with myself, JB Navari. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And uh, please do comment. Uh, let's keep the conversation going and put some reviews for the channel so that we know where to develop and to improve. And please, lastly, be sure to follow me on the socials at JB Navari. Enjoy. Thank you.